The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you stumbled across a human sacrifice in progress, would you try to stop it or would you join in? You're like, Jason, that's not a question. There's only one answer to it. Or is there? We're going to take a look at a little thought experiment. And then we travel into cyberspace. Are you ready to fight for humanity's future? Are you ready to take on the Chrome Lords? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. It's almost Christmas, dude. That's insane, and I will be doing a Christmas live stream. <laughs> like, Jason, can't you just do a live stream that's not during a world holiday that we can actually, like, participate in? I am looking at doing more regular live streams, not during holidays, where you're incredibly busy. I am trying to etch out a little bit of time, but we'll get into that. We'll see. I would really like to do more live streams, but... Until then, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. Walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our Thanksgiving live stream contributors who sent a very, very, very generous donation. Everyone, give it up for Chime Chili. Woohoo! Yeah! All right! Come on into Dead Rabbit Command, Chime Chili. Chime Chili, longtime contributor, longtime, very generous contributor to. Dead Rabbit Radio. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially, it's totally fine. It honestly is. Just help spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. That helps out so much. It really, really does. If you get any value from the show, just spread the word of how much you enjoy Dead Rabbit Radio. Chime, Chili, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Drive us all the way out to the middle of the woods. And this is a really interesting thought experiment. I came across this the other day. I was on the X board. And someone posted something about being a willing human sacrifice. And there was kind of this conversation going on about what that would entail. (laughs) To be clear, this person wasn't saying they wanted to sacrifice themselves. It wasn't some weird masochistic thing. Just kind of conversation about it. And, And you would see people post things like, well... A willing human sacrifice generates more power than if you broke into someone's house and dragged out a teenage girl kicking and screaming and sacrificed her. You would get more power for whatever ritual you're trying to do if the participant was willing. (laughs) You know, citation needed, right? I'm not for sure if that's the case. It would seem... It would, it would, I would think if it was dark magic, right? If it was dark magic, it would be the inverse because it would want more of the suffering. That's the whole thing about it, like the adrenochrome. The adrenochrome theory is that it's the suffering that creates the adrenochrome that makes it so powerful. If someone's like, oh, dude, I would totally like for you to pull out my adrenal gland, I'll be super scared. I swear, do it. It wouldn't work as well as if you did it against someone's will. 
But who knows, right? Who knows? It's not something that I'm ever going to find out about unless I'm being sacrificed myself. And I was like, oh, yeah, this, this magic is going to be pretty cool because I'm terrified. But all these different people were talking about being a human sacrifice. And again, they weren't lining up to do that. But just kind of the concept of it. What I thought was interesting is as I was reading it, I kind of came up with this idea. One of the people said that people are still sacrificed. People are still sacrificed in religious rituals to ensure that the sun rises. And they, they, I mean, literally, that's what they said. They said, without it, the sun won't rise. So the reason why the sun rises each day isn't because the earth is revolving around the sun. It's because this sacrificial act, there is a group of people out there sacrificing a human. Is it every day or do they do like a bunch on one day? <laughs> do they let it pile up? They have their in and their out box and they're like, ah, it's probably time to uh, sacrifice all those people. <laughs> We've been pushing it a little too close. We're not for sure, but this person said, it's, quote, entirely necessary. Without it, the sun won't rise. And then they went on to say the word soldier literally means sacrifice to the sun god. So implying that war itself is some sort of mass ritual. Now let's do a couple fact checks on that because I was like, I don't know, I don't know. It turns out that soldier does not mean that. Soldier actually means mercenary. It comes from an old French word. That is like suitor, and then it, and that was someone who was hired to fight, and then it meant to mean for pay, and now just soldier is generic term for anyone fighting in a war. So that's not true. But the idea that war is a mass ritual held by the elite—that's that's not a new theory. That's actually quite old. I've heard that for a long time. That these wars that we fight. Whether or not land is gained or lost, it's actually this huge black magic ritual that's churning out the bodies of all these young men, plus all of the civilians in the war zone, and it is part of some sort of super diabolical ritual. More blood for the blood god type of thing. So we have that, but I thought, as I'm reading this, I go, what if this was true? Not not the war thing, not the war thing, but what if Chime Chili's driving us out into the middle of the woods, we're wearing our cloaks, we're sneaking through all of the security, the security's just looking for people not in cloaks, they're really bad security, and we get to the ritual that's actually being held, and there's about probably about two dozen worshippers here, two dozen people in similar garb as ours, and they're holding this ritual, there's a young woman tied down to a stone in the middle of the woods, and they're getting ready to sacrifice her. Our first instinct is going to be to start beat people up. Not the girl. Not the girl on the stone. You're like, me first. Punch, punch, punch. Okay, now you can sacrifice her. Your initial instinct, if you came across anything like that, would be to start beating up the saint worshippers, right? Just beating up this coven of people. And they would be, su admittedly, they'd be super easy to beat up, right? Like, whenever you see photos of these people who are supposed to be in the elite, they're supposed to be these, like, hardcore worshippers of the demonic, they're never physically fit. They're never like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're never buff. I don't think I've ever come across any conspiracy story involving a boxer or an MMA guy or whatever 
who also worships Beelzebub. I, I think it's always, it's always the weak people, right? It's always the weak people. It's always some billionaire or some artist or something like that. So we could clean house. We could totally take all of these guys. <clears throat> and I think that would be our initial reaction, right? We'd save the girl. But what if... We did this with an episode last season. We did a little thought experiment about aliens. Kind of doing the same thing here. What if we show up at this ceremony and we are told by these people, they take their hoods off and they go, listen, we know you're about to beat us up. We've been beat up several times in the past just by being bullied in school. Please don't beat us up. We have to sacrifice this girl. We have to sacrifice her, not because we're trying to get riches or more power or anything like that. We did those ones yesterday. You missed those ones. We have to sacrifice this girl. We have to do it once a year. We have to sacrifice a young woman or a young man. We have to sacrifice a young person. And if we don't, the sun won't rise for the next year. This is something that high priests and priestesses have been doing since the dawn of time. If we don't sacrifice somebody, only only one, only one person, the sun won't rise for a year. Now, obviously that sounds fake. We're, We're still winding up our punches. But for the sake of argument, this is what we did with the alien episode. I said... If aliens came down and could prove beyond a matter of a fact there was no trick, no hidden agenda, no monkey paw-like twist, if the aliens could convince you that they were fighting only against the evil humans, would you side with the aliens against evil humans? And it was whatever humans you thought of as evil. Whatever group or government or whatever, that was the one they were after. It's just a thought experiment. So this is the same way. They, whatever it takes, because obviously you're not going to believe them, right? You're not going to believe them. You're just going to think they're a bunch of perverts who want to sacrifice young people in the woods. But whatever it takes, they actually are able to convince you, and it's not a trick. It's not a twist ending. They are able to prove to you beyond the shadow of a doubt that if they do not sacrifice this young person tonight... The sun will not shine for a year. I mean, it would pretty much be the end. It would be the end of humanity. I mean, maybe we could go a year. Maybe we could go a year without no sunlight. I don't think so. Would you? Would you let them kill that? Kill that girl? And it, it's a tricky one, right? Because first off, I, when I thought about that, I go, I don't know, like, because I want to trust them. I wouldn't trust them at all. <laughs> they are in the middle of murdering somebody, right? The aliens, at least, they came down and they're like, hey, we want to talk to you, buddy. They're in the middle of murdering somebody. They're in the middle of getting ready to kill this girl. So obviously they, they, have, a, they have a high hill to climb to gain my trust. But whatever they could use, I don't think they could show me some sort of religious text or anything like that. But if they did convince me 100%, whatever they used to do it, if they did convince me in the end with no tricks or twists or anything like that i didn't get fooled at the ending i at the end of this conversation i knew 100 percent that if this young woman was not sacrificed tonight the sun would not shine for a year 
what would I do? It's a it's a hypothetical thought experiment. I just thought it was really cool. There, there's no correct answer to it. I think obviously, obviously it's made up, right? Obviously, I I doubt this is happening. But again, like when I was reading this stuff, I don't, this guy who said that soldier means sacrifice its son God. That, that that that's not true. But when I was reading, it, I go, what if there's at least people who do believe that and they are sacrificing somebody every single day or on a regular schedule, and they're doing it, and as they're doing it, they're praying to the sun god and they actually believe that the reason why the sun is still rising is because there are this long line of priests and priestesses stretching back out through history so people could be doing it because they think it's real then extrapolate it out that what if it was real and it would depend on the person tied to the rock right if it was just some random teenager they kidnapped off the street this dude hitchhiking, and they threw him in a van, tied him to a rock. You know, you'd be like, can't you just get some, like, aren't there better people to tie to the rock? Aren't there, like, actually bad people out there in the world? Serial killer. Tie a serial killer to the rock. Like, what if we just only did human sacrifices on bad people? Those are the people, those are generally the people doing the human sacrifices. I think that's why. I think if they kidnapped... A serial killer, they're like, hey, Barry, how you been? I haven't seen you in a long time. Sorry, I thought you were just some teenager walking down the street, and they let them go. And then, anyways, an interesting thought experiment, nonetheless, and also kind of grim. Chime Chili, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the world-famous Carpenter Copter. We're leaving behind this spooky forest. Take us all the way out to a blockbuster video. <laughs> Chimes like, so we're going to Bend, Oregon, the location of the last blockbuster on Earth. I go, look again, my friend. Look again. And we all look out of the Carpenter Copter, and there's blockbuster video stores as far as the eye can see. Because it's the year 1995. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to meet the Chrome Lords. There is a AI program called Midjourney AI. And like all of these AI programs, you know, I've obviously played around with them a bit. On the Patreon Discord, we have an entire board set up for just people playing with the AI programs. You type in a string of words and it spits out some images. I'm a novice with this stuff. Obviously, whenever a new one comes out, I type in Dead Rabbit Radio, try to get some logos. But recently on Midjourney, I think this was one person, but it may have been several. But I, I, I do kind of think it's one. I think it at least started with one person. Other people have jumped on. There's a new movie, for lack of a better term, that's been popping up called The Chrome Lords. And what it is, is it's a movie that supposedly came out in the mid to late 90s. That is a ripoff of Terminator and Robocop, but had this really deep lore. Had this really, really cool world building behind it. The plot was a little, you know, clunky as far as straight to video movies go, but the movie never existed. The movies never existed, but someone wrote up that description and then produced over a hundred screenshots 
from the movie The Chrome Lords. And it looks almost exactly like the VHS screen grabs or the photographs you would see on the back of a video cassette box when you're walking around Blockbuster. I'll put them in the show notes. They kind of have to be seen to be believed, but it's absolutely fascinating. Now, when you're working with AI, some of it doesn't look 100%. Some of it looks maybe a little more like a painting or like, you know, like concept art. But as you continue to look at the photos, they're not photos. As you continue to look at the images, it'd be a better term. Your brain begins to become convinced that this is real. In some way or another. Your mind is creating a story. It does seem like there's some sort of conflict between humanity and these cyborg warriors. And because some of the robots start to look more skeletal and some of the humans begin to look more robotic, my brain was creating this idea that there was this movie. And I knew it was fake, but... There was this complicated relationship between the robots, the cyborgs, and the humans, and the humans were becoming more, the cyborgs were becoming more robotic. The humans were becoming more like cyborgs. By the time you get to the image of the robot crucified, and all these other robots like in pews looking up at this crucified robot, with this very, very 1990 ish straight to video color palette in this photo. Your brain has completed this movie. The Chrome Lords is something taking over humanity and washing away the remnants of what was once living flesh. But anyone can look at these images right now and create their own story. And I don't, I mean, like, even that, I didn't, I was just looking at the photographs. I mean, there's a photograph also of a robot playing poker, right? Or, or working at a roulette table or something like that. So I don't know where that fits into my mythology. But I didn't purposely set out to think any of that stuff. It just kind of pops in your head. And this is super fascinating. I love this. But you also would get a segment of people going, where do I find this movie? I can't find any information about it on Wikipedia or IMDb. Like, what? And then other people would post, hey, numbskull, it's fake. Like, this is fake. AI art is a really cool toy, and it's already starting to go sideways. It's already starting to create some serious issues, well, or not so serious issues. Fiverr-type artists, you know, people who can bust out logos for you for like $5, $10. They're going to go extinct because of these AI art programs. I was messing around recently with this one that you take a photo. I'll put this one in the show notes. I've been having a lot of fun with it. You put a photo in there, and within a minute, it is turned into an anime photo. Something that would have taken someone hours to draw is provided to you for free. Well, I'm sure I'm sure the Chinese government scraped my computer for all my information, but I didn't have to pay technically for it. For free, I get an anime version of myself. And when the AI starts doing fursonas, when you can send them a picture or send them a description within a minute, you get what looks like a professionally drawn picture of you as a furry. I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to send you a bunch of furry pictures of yourself. When that happens, that will also completely collapse the economy because there's a huge economy on the internet for people to draw fursonas. 
So we'll have that. There will be a gulf between people who are super eclectic artists who are doing stuff so far out of the norm that they're knowing, and then you're going to have the greats that are still around. But all the journey it takes to go from being a beginning artist to becoming one of the greats or just to become commercially viable will be removed because the AI art is going to do all of these things. To create this many images of the Chrome Lords would have taken hundreds of hours. You would have to dress sets because some of these look so realistic. You would have had to hire actors and build sets and costumes and all that stuff. It's fantastic for the consumer. But this could be something that replaces storyboard artists as well. And eventually it could be someone could be something that replaces a whole slew of professions within the film industry. And all of that stuff, the way that science, the way that technology interacts with humans, interacts with society, is fascinating to me. But that's not the main reason why I'm talking about this. It will get malicious where people will create things to mislead you. And that there's nothing new with that theory, too. There's always been the concern with deep fakes that eventually there's going to be a deep fake, a, a 100% convincing image of a world politician saying, you know what, who cares what the proles think? Who cares what the poor think? Us rich people, we can eat babies all day long and nobody can stop us. And it will be 100%, it will sound like them, it'll look like them, it'll act like them. And of course, I think you would have half the people not believe it. Because they're like, I agree with that world leader. I don't agree with the baby-eating thing. I think that's fake. And you don't have half the people who do agree with it. But you'll have that's always been the concern. And we haven't seen that happen yet. We haven't actually seen that happen yet. But as this technology gets better, it will become more malicious. It will become a way not just to fake what a politician says. But I, I think you could actually break somebody's will. I think you could break somebody's psyche with this type of thing. I think that you could create images that are so convincing that they could convince you the Chrome Lords did exist at one point. And here's the thing. If somebody showed me these images and goes, you know there's a movie called The Chrome Lords and it was a late 90s movie. It was a ripoff of all this other stuff. And I'm looking through these. And I didn't know that they were AI generated. I had no clue. Let's say the technology is 30, 40% better than it is. And I didn't know. And someone is, and I'm talking to someone and they're telling me this movie existed that they saw and stuff like that. My reaction would be, wow, that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they never got put on DVD and it's not on streaming or anything. I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. It's too bad. Because at the end of the day, I haven't seen every movie ever made. And that does happen. There are movies you don't have access to anymore. Oddly enough, uh, last I checked, Dogma is one of those. I read an article probably last year and they said, Dogma, you unless you buy a used copy on eBay, it's not streaming anywhere. The rights are all tied up by like the Weinstein Corporation. And that dude has bigger problems he has to worry about. They go, unless you buy a used DVD of Dogma, you can't watch it. Like, that movie's pretty much close to being erased. You have to buy a copy from someone else who has a copy. They're not making it anymore. So when a movie like Dogma, big movie release with big movie stars, can disappear, there may come a time where nobody has a copy of Dogma. 
Chrome Lords? Yeah, sure. It, that sounded really cool. That sounds like it's cool. I have a huge book, the complete book of zombie movies. It's every zombie movie ever made up to like 2005, 2006 maybe. And I can't find most of them. They were never released to video or they were released to video but never turned into DVDs and then you can't get a copy now. So it does happen. So you can create movie after movie after movie and convince people they were real and they're not. But that that wouldn't necessarily break your brain. That wouldn't you'd be like, oh, it's too bad. You want to go like I'm going crazy. I can't watch the Chrome Lords. What I think's interesting, a more interesting idea is the opposite. And again, I think this is also a little bit of a thought experiment. Is it possible? For someone to convince you a movie that you saw, that you know you saw, was radically different than what it actually was. We've always probably seen Titanic at this point. You're talking to someone and they say, yeah, I really like Titanic, but I thought it was kind of cheesy, the ending where her and Jack both got on the raft and then they both got saved and they went to America and the last scene was them surrounded by their children. I'd be like, wait, what? That's not how Titanic ended. And they go, yeah, that's totally how Titanic ended. And they, we don't have a copy. We don't have a copy of Titanic sent around us to watch. We go to a website and they, this dude starts showing me screen grabs of multiple images, right, of this happening, of her and Jack on the raft and then the spotlight shining in their face as the boat comes by and then them hugging as the heart of the ocean is wrapped around her neck and then we see them back in Chicago and all like the cinematography looks exactly like James Cameron, the staging, everything like that. And he shows me like 10 or 15 images and says, yeah, this is how Titanic ended. That's not how it ended. That's not how it ended at all. I would have to eventually go out and find a copy of Titanic to prove... Because, see, that would... If someone was showing me images that were 100% accurate to what would be in the film, because these AI programs will scrape every single second of these films, and it doesn't have to be moving. You don't have to imitate Jack's voice or Rose's voice or anything like that. It's just these images. Someone's showing me this website... I would have to then go find Titanic on streaming or go and... I mean, I can't rent a copyright. I'd have to find it on streaming. I'm not going to buy it on eBay. I was like, oh, maybe my memory's destroyed. But $13.99, I'll just sit here and be confused. Eventually, I watch it and I go, I knew that wasn't the ending. I could easily go track down. Well, it wasn't that easy, right? I had to find it on streaming. I guess, I mean, that's relatively easy, right? You're like, Jason, how lazy are you? I watch the ending and I go, that jerk. And the next time I see him, I was like, dude, that's not the ending of Titanic. Oh, yeah, I was just joking with you, blah, 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 blah. It was James Cameron. He wanted to get one more rental on Titanic. That would be that process, right? That someone is trying to convince me of something that I know for a fact didn't happen. Happened. They're trying to get me to change the ending. And that's a very personalized example of it but what happens is people are going to keep pumping out all of this data and i'd say 99 percent of it is to be creative or funny pulling a goof right but as more and more and more and more of these 
AI images, and eventually we're going to get AI-generated video, like completely indistinguishable from the source video. And I think audio would be the hardest part, but we'll get that too. You're going to create all of this stuff that nowadays I can track down a copy of the movie Titanic and watch it and reaffirm my belief that that wasn't the ending. That ending was never produced. But future generations won't be able to do that. It'll be harder for them to find a copy of these movies. It'll be harder for them to track it down. And really, I think at a certain point, they won't care. The same way I don't care whether or not Chrome Lords is a real movie. It looks cool. But if someone told me it was real and I just didn't catch it on video, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Too bad I can't watch that. That sounds cool. And then I'd go about my day. And you're going to create all of these illusions. You're going to create all of these chunks of lost media spread throughout the internet that people are just going to take as fact because it's easier to take as fact than it will be to track down the truth. And again, you're like, okay, Jason, people are messing with movie endings. James Cameron, your personal friends are James Cameron. He's messing with your brain. That also doesn't, how does that change the world? How does that break humanity? I think that it's the stepping stones. We'll wrap it up like this. I don't want this episode to go on for too long. But I think there are these stepping stones that, one, you convince me that a movie never existed, existed. That'd be fairly easy to do. Because I don't know. There's a lot of movies out there. As long as it wasn't something super bizarre. If they're like, do you ever see that movie where Ronald Reagan had sex with a monkey? I'd be like, that doesn't exist. And if it does, I don't want to see it. But if it's just the Chrome Lords, I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, that, that sounded like a cool movie. That sucks. I lost media, you know. That's the first step. And then you got to convince me that a movie that I did see has changed in some way. And I think that when people are confronted with that, it does psychologically mess with you. When someone goes, hey, do you know C-3PO used to have one silver leg? You're like, what? No, that's not true. Yeah, C-3PO had one silver leg. He was like a junk robot. He was just like, it showed how just kind of worn out he was. What, what are you talking about? He had a full golden body. And then someone shows you a photograph of C-3PO with a, a silver leg. And you're like, that is weird. And that 100% was my experience when I saw that. It was the same thing when the first time I came across the Mandela effect was the Berenstein Bears and the way it was spelled. And I go, that is not true. That messes with you a bit. It really does. It messes with you. And I, I can go, I get the quotes, you know, life was like a box of chocolates versus life is like a box of chocolates. That doesn't mess with me, right? But I, I know the way that book was spelled. The, the C3PO leg I've kind of come to terms with, but it still messes with me. What happens, though, this is the ultimate test. This is the ultimate psychological test. And this is where things like Midjourney AI and the people behind it, not the programmers, but the people using it, this is how bad things can get. 99% of the people using these programs are doing it for fun or for the art of it. But what happens when... What happens when someone is able to sit you down and ask, what's your favorite movie? And you say, uh, I don't know, Transformers 3. <laughs> they start laughing. They're like, seriously, that's your favorite movie? It's your favorite movie, Jason? Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon. It's not the best movie. 
But I love it. What happens when they're able to convince you that your favorite movie, your favorite movie, the movie you've seen so many times, you know it in, in and out, you know it in and out. What happens when someone's able to convince you that movie never existed? Or if it existed, it was so radically different than what you remember. What happens when the technology gets to that point where it's not creating new images, but actually deconstructing what already exists? And someone can sit you down and prove to you that your favorite movie never existed. And you might think that's impossible, but is it? It's hard. It would be extremely hard, but it is not impossible. It is not impossible. I mean, you could say, like, let's take out torture. Obviously, if someone started to waterboard me and say, say Transformers 3 never existed, it's going to be a pretty short torture session, right? I'm like, Optimus, forgive me. It never existed. Outside of torture, outside of actual, like, <laughs> you're in solitary confinement until you admit Minions 3 never existed. I think that it would work. I think that you could honestly sit somebody down and prove to them that their favorite thing is not real. Or it is so radically different from what they remember. It's basically a completely different movie. And that's the real problem that we get into with this stuff. That is the future of the Chrome Lords. Because right now we're creating movies that never existed. But eventually you will be able to create I mean, they could sit you down and they go, your favorite movie was Dangerous Liaisons. Watch this. They put the movie in and it's a, it's, it's a totally different movie. You're watching it and you're like, that, I do not remember that scene. I remember that, I remember this scene, but wait, what? Why, why, I don't, I've never saw Dangerous Liaisons, I can't go. I was like, some guy probably gets stabbed and some girl's boobs are probably bouncing around in her corset. But other than, other than those two key scenes, everything else is different. You could do it. You could absolutely do it. And again, people might do it on accident. I want to go over this passage here before we wrap this up. I thought this was really interesting. Someone wrote this out on this thread, on this thread about the Chrome Lords AI. Someone says, I wonder if this will, I wonder if this AI program will eventually be used maliciously to mess with historical documentation. For example, he gives this example. Let's say you don't like the Mona Lisa. You have the AI produce a hundred million copies of the Mona Lisa with very, very minor changes. And you could have this program running for years, creating all these alternative versions of the Mona Lisa. Some noticeably different, some slightly different, but you're actually filling the internet full of Mona Lisas versus the limited number of actual photos taken of the Mona Lisa. You've now created a million to one gulf between the fake images and the real the real image which there is a concrete number of actual photos taken of the mona lisa versus a hundred million false ones 
And he goes, you could do the same thing on a bigger scale with maps, portraits, films, etc. You could flood the internet with fake images, fake media, until it's absolutely impossible to find historically accurate information like we can today. Today, I can stream Titanic. But when Dogma came out, it was everywhere. You could get a copy of Dogma everywhere. Who's to say where we'll be in the future? Now, Titanic obviously is a much bigger movie than Dogma. But what happens when a streaming service accidentally starts airing the wrong version of Titanic? Now, obviously, the change of the ending would be so drastic, a lot of people would notice it right away. But let's say there was someone who wanted, who didn't like Titanic, and started making all of these minor changes and created thousands upon thousands of versions of Titanic that only a super fan would notice the difference. But as time goes on, the chances of people seeing the false version of Titanic would override the chances of someone seeing the authentic version. And the people who watched the movie early on They'd be like, I must have misremembered that. I swear, I swear in that scene he was wearing a life jacket, but in this version he's obviously drowning. You're just flooding the internet full of all of this fake information. And you're doing it on purpose. If you're being malicious about it, you're actually trying to mislead people. And this isn't... This isn't impossible. Uh, A long time ago, Fabio Nurbon sent me a story where a guy actually did this. Fabio Nurbon, a long time ago, sent me the story about the Street Sharks cartoon. It's a cartoon from the 1990s. And in 2003, there's this dude named Jordan Minor. He was in middle school. He found a website called TVTome.com. He started creating fake episodes and created a fake character and said that Henry Winkler was the voice of this guy named Meat Hook. And posted it all over TV Tome. He became an editor of the Street Sharks TV Tome. He's doing it as a joke. And then TV Tome got bought by TV.com, which was owned by CBS Interactive Media. So it got linked up into Wikipedia. It got All this information got pushed onto Amazon. It got pushed onto IMDb. It became official information. These episodes that never existed looked like they were lost media, looked like they popped up. And since the cartoon was impossible to find, you could buy the DVD if you really wanted to see Roxy the shark, who never existed. But most people just read it and accepted it as true. Some guy wrote an article later on about Henry Winkler's career, and he goes, the lowest point was when he was Meat Hook on Street Sharks. What was he thinking? He didn't think about it at all. That never happened. He never was on Street Sharks. And that was just from a a television wiki page that got bought up by a corporate conglomerate. And that happened. The Titanic example seems extreme now because we know that that's not how it ended. But the more the fakes come out, the more the real disappears. I just find this absolutely fascinating. I really do. I think you could. We see it happen with Mandela Effect. We see it happen with the Street Sharks thing, right? Where you can confuse people. Our memories are Fruit of the Loom had a cornucopia. 
But all of the images now say it doesn't. The Mandela effect does add the paranormal theory onto it that we're shifting time streams. And the Mandela effect may be real. I, I, I think some of the explan- I think some of the examples are flawed, but I've never said it doesn't exist. I, I do think there is something behind the Mandela effect. What if you could just create Mandela effects, a hundred million of them in a matter of a week? really, really break someone's brain if you could convince them that something they loved never existed or was radically different. That could damage the human psyche because there's so many things that you, that song that you love, you remember where you were the first time you heard it. You know all the lyrics to it. That album that got you through that bad breakup. But then years later, you go, oh, you know what? I want to check out that album. I really, I'm going through another bad breakout. I'm going to check it out. And there's more false versions of the album out there than the true. And you listen to the false version and you go, this isn't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. But because the only thing you can find are the false versions, you have to realize that no, your memories are false. Even though your memories were real, the evidence is false. The evidence today is fake. That could really blow your brain out. That really could mess with the sense of self that we have. Because then you'll just question, what is true? All these movies I watched, like it seems like 30-40% of them are different than I remember and All these songs I loved, it seems like so many of them are different. It's not the same lyrics. And anyone you talk to, if they didn't hear the original media 10 years ago, they will go, no, it always had that. Imagine a world where your your memories themselves, outside of the Mandela effect, like real life-changing memories, moments that were so personal to you, are being falsified over and over and over and over and over again. You would basically either have to choose, and I think this would be the most likely thing, to believe the lie. You go, well, maybe I heard all my favorite songs and all my favorite shows. Maybe I'm wrong. And you accept the lie. Or you you just... Go nuts. You realize that the world is false. Things that you believe in can change rapidly and everyone around you goes, no, this was how it always was. And the creepiest thing about this whole thing is even if you do for peace of mind, even if you do to fit in, accept the lie. You go, I know these songs weren't super popular. I know a bunch of people didn't listen to them back when I listened to them and they're saying they're different today. Okay. And I know the shows and the movies that I liked weren't super popular and not everyone saw them 10, 20 years ago, but people are saying they're like this today. I must be wrong. I must be remembering wrong. The evidence in front of me is the truth. This is the truth. Even if you accepted that, you accepted the new reality, the way this AI is pumping out images, the very next day, 
everything is different. Every moment you have to sit and think, I must be wrong. This is the new truth. And how long could the human brain do that before it finally, simply broke? DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>